It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Good to have you on board. We are live downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, Adam Chernoff is joining the program here. Uh, typically Fridays throughout the season. We're not going to do this Friday. He'll come on again next week uh, with us to really give us some uh, uh, more of a breakdown. Bats player props that he likes on the big game. But we'll recap here with him and get early thoughts on the game. Adam, thanks for the time as always. The podcast is called The Simple Handicap. And he uh, now has AdamShurnoff.com, by the way, which you can go to sign up and get his uh, newsletter, which you'll put out content every single Friday throughout the offseason. What was your biggest takeaway from the early game yesterday? The Ravens, man, watching that second half, how many, I, I lost count how many opportunities they had to maybe get back in, in that game and, and either tie it or take, take the lead and win it eventually. Okay, before I get into it, I got to ask, I'm usually the Friday looking forward pronostication type of segment. Now that it's a recap segment, am I required to give like the hot take that'll make the rounds or like, can I keep it kind of level headed? No, I mean, because we're trying to be level headed today about Dan Campbell as well. So be as level headed as you would like. Okay. Early game or late game. Where do we want to start? Let's go Ravens. Okay. Um, I think we're to the point now where teams are playing the chiefs and rather than it becoming the hundred percent effort, target on the chief's back. We've got to the point now where teams and play callers are trying to sort of outcoach themselves by trying to do something that surprises the chiefs and catches them off guard. It's it's the chiefs have been good for so long that we're seeing teams now like outcoach and out game plan themselves. And I think that's exactly what happened with Baltimore because the frustrating part for me watching that as a football fan was Just go back to last Saturday when they played the Texans. Houston was blitzing like crazy. Todd Munkin found the answer. It was getting the ball out of Lamar's hands very quickly. It was heavy personnel. It was targeting tight ends and guys over the middle. Same thing was happening in the first half. It was KC blitzing a lot. That's what Spags was going to do. The Ravens had the answer a week ago. And what do they do against the Chiefs? They do the complete opposite. They have multiple wide receivers. They had multiple tight ends on the field, guys twice or six times in the first half twice on that drive coming out of half when they could make the adjustment everything they did against houston the week prior to counter what kansas city was doing they couldn't do it and it was just bizarre to watch the ravens not adjust for the second week after having the answer you have six running back carries two after the 536 mark in the first quarter i don't know what we were watching but that was todd munkin outsmarting himself That was a Ravens organization where we saw some of the youth come through. That was painful to watch. How does Harbaugh allow that? Because the the buck ends, stops with him, though, too. How does he not say something about what are Lamar Jackson was five of 12 for 67 yards at halftime. Gus Edwards had one carry. That's what's surprising, too, because this isn't this isn't an inexperienced coaching staff. This is a very experienced coaching staff. 
that should have known better. If it was a team with first time head coach, first time play caller, you're in the playoffs, you're saying, okay, this moment's too big for them. This was not that at all. These guys have been there. They've done it. They have the experience. And it, it started in the pregame, Polly. Honestly, like you saw Arthur Malay getting into it. You saw the Justin Tucker back and forth, mm-hmm. the personal fouls, the stuff after the whistle, yep. the Zay Va- Flowers taunting was embarrassing. This is not something you see from a team and an organization that is this well run and this well coached. And I, I honestly, it, it sounds kind of goofy, but it's like, how much did the moment of trying to knock off the Chiefs because it was Kansas City specifically play into this? Because they faced similar adversity that Texans game, right, in the first half. And they were calm, cool, steady, adjusted and made it work against Kansas City. They did none of that. So that was yep. that was bad all the way around for the coaching staff. Great point about the penalties. There were five just stupid uh, absurd penalties, the flowers, and then the fumble at the one, and then how about the inter- how about the Lamar interception thrown in a triple coverage? Horrible. What is that? Yeah, unacceptable. I, you you keep that, you get points. Yeah. I, I mean, Kansas City wasn't scoring; they weren't moving the football. Potentially turned that into something on the scoreboard. There were three drives late in that game. The Baltimore came away with three points. That could have been a very different scoreboard, a very different scoreline, and it was just mistakes over and over and over again for the Ravens that did them in. Okay, then the late game that we had yesterday, the the Lions blew the game against the 49ers. We've been talking about Dan Campbell a lot today. What is your opinion on what happened with him going for it so often? That's who he is. That's what he does. And they came up short again yesterday. Uh, My my opinion was I was disappointed by his explanation post game more so than I would ever disagree with him going or not going for it on any of those tries. I thought going for it was fine. I thought the explanation was poor. He said they wanted to regain the upper hand in reference to the third quarter going for it situation with about seven minutes left. And I'm listening to this. I'm like, if that's the justification, you're up two scores at the time. What more? You had the upper hand for every single minute of the game up to that point. You had the upper hand from kickoff like you had it. And so I don't know why he let that dictate the decision to go for it or not in the third quarter and then beyond. My stance was. If you were going to kick it before halftime, I don't agree with that. I would have gone for it if I was in that situation. But if you made that decision at the end of the first half to go up three scores, why are you making a different decision six minutes later in the game? Why not make the same decision? Like, how do you justify one or the other? If anything, it could have been reversed because on the first try, you were two and a half yards away from the goal line to get seven. Different situation a little bit when you're backed up uh, past the 25, but why are those two situations different? That's where I think he deserves criticism. I think calling on him for, I've seen some crazy takes on Twitter, but uh, he, that's who he is. That's who this yep. team has been. There was zero hesitation in a lot of those, uh, the, the whole season, yeah. right? It's not a guy that's gone back and forth. And so I, I think it should have been consistent between the two. That would be where I would criticize him going for it or not. But the Lions lost the game for many other reasons that were not based on Dan Campbell. He was all over the place. He was Brandon Staley yesterday with some of the decisions. I thought the most, two things. I thought the most egregious was the timeout with a minute left. You run the ball down 10, then you burn the timeout. The game's over then at that point. And the other thing, though, we have to, you can't just, people are just like, well, the field goal's 100%. He's like, it's a 46-yard field goal. Where extra points are adventures. Yes. It, it reminded me that timeout situation, Polly, of the Colts Texans game late in the season. I think that was week 17 or week 18 on the Saturday. Yeah. Steichen. When, yeah. When, when yeah. Steichen went for it, but they used the timeout to get the right play. Yeah. Um, I, I defended Steichen in that spot because Steichen got a wide open play that he schemed up with the personnel change. Okay. And, and the wide receiver or the running back out of the backfield dropped it. Campbell burned this time up because it was a run to Montgomery in that spot where the clock was running. Like to me, that's a lot more indefensible. You're playing no matter what to win the game, burning the timeout in that spot, which you needed. It wasn't like that, that Steichen situation where they get that touchdown, they win. It's over Uh, for the Campbell spot. They needed that timeout to get the ball back. And so he burned the lifeline that he had in that. And we saw the Niners get get the onside kick and run it out. So I agree with you uh, completely on that, that that was I mean, to me, that's more egregious than the go for it or not decisions that he's getting criticized for this morning. All right. So then let's move forward to the Super Bowl. 
Uh, it's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Adam Chernoff, his podcast is called The Simple Handicap. AdamChernoff.com to sign up for his newsletter. Niners opened up two and a half point favorites at most spots, down to one this morning. I'm looking at this Niners team now. This is coulda, woulda, shoulda. They should have lost both games in the playoffs. I see red flags now popping up that I did not see a lot in the regular season. Uh, so how much of a concern do you have with this current form of the 49ers? And then you brought this up on the podcast. I was thinking the same thing yesterday watching that Chiefs game unfold. Where are you at with how they looked in the first half, which was like, this is the old Mahomes. This is the old reliable and Travis Kelsey. This is the team that we've known to love for the last six years. And it completely flipped over the final 30 minutes and they did nothing offensively. Right. That's the big question because this whole the next 13 days are going to be sort of framed by can you bet against Mahomes or not? And I think it's a logical and fair argument. The question that I have in this is we have two teams now playing in the Super Bowl that are coming into this game in a very unusual contrast of trajectories. You have the Chiefs offense seemingly returning to the level that we all had the expectations that it would. And this chiefs team is red hot and everything's going right. And Mahomes is playing perfect football and, and things couldn't be better. And on the other side, you have a 49ers team that was rated as the highest rated team in market ratings and aggregate ratings. And they were at, at the top of the price point for the whole season. And they're coming in like clinging to life week after week, the last two weeks in the playoffs. And so I don't remember a Super Bowl where we've had two teams coming in in such contrasting fashion. And I think the question becomes how real is what the Chiefs have been doing? Like you mentioned, they had three points past their first two possessions last week. Uh, in the second half, they went punts all the way and then kneeled the game out. So, I mean, it's not like they were dominant for four quarters offensively. How real is what Kansas City is doing on offense? And then how real is this slide from the 49ers? And it, the question is, like, if we get 80% of the Chiefs offense that we've seen the last couple of weeks during the resurgence and we get just a little bit back to the norm for the 49ers, should this number be coming down? Because ratings wise, we would have never been close to this number yeah. on a neutral where it is uh, last two weeks for both of these teams playing a big factor in this number. Um, don't have a bet yet myself. I think it's an interesting prop game. Uh, I think it's a, a very interesting Super Bowl in terms of how different these teams have come into this game. And that's really the big thing for me. Okay. So that was a very logical conversation for about 10 minutes in the final 30 seconds here. What's your hottest take then from yesterday? I, I wish I had like a burning hot take. I'd say the Lions luck finally ran out. I think we overlook how lucky that team was from playing perfect football for several weeks with Goff making no mistakes, all the red zone luck, everything going their way. The 49ers are going to be deemed lucky, but that Lions team got so many breaks and everything went right the majority of the season, especially down the stretch. And, and they got everything kind of coming back to earth on them yesterday and the 49ers come back and win so that would be the hottest take i have all right pal enjoy breaking it down for two weeks we'll talk to you next friday probably thanks guys see you Thank next you. week there you go simple handicap is the podcast adamchernoff.com win lose coming up next Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, we have you covered. What a weekend it was. Kelsey, first touchdown, plus 850. Williams, 22 to 1 at DraftKings, as high as 28 to 1 at other spots. This profit circa. Kelsey, 100 yards, a touchdown, and the Chiefs win. 11 to 1. Hello. Kelsey, to score, and the Chiefs win. 4 to 1. Pacheco, anytime touchdown, Chiefs win. I had this, plus 425. I had Pacheco, 100 yards, a touchdown, and the Chiefs win 11 to 1. I couldn't get there. Hey, 24 carries. 24 carries, yeah. No, scoreless quarter. You nailed it. I lost this too. Would would there be points in every quarter? Scoreless quarter cashes in that game. Uh, Almost a scoreless half, No, kid, what that paid, I have no idea. I couldn't find it, but my God. Scoreless quarter, plus 325. The Chiefs to score in both halves, no, plus 380. All total under 38 and a half, two to one. Chiefs win between seven and 13 points, plus 670. Will a Raven have 100 yards receiving? Yes, plus 325. Both teams, I found it. It was DraftKings. Remember we talked about this Friday? Oh, yeah. Both teams to make a 33-yard field goal, plus 105. Oh, boy, I hope people bet that. Yep, never in doubt. (laughs) Williams, anytime touchdown, plus 420. Niners to win between one and five points, plus 440. Right, right, church wrong, pew, Mitch. Most rushing yards just in the NFC game, Montgomery plus 6-1. to I'm going to go, for this example, right garage, wrong car. I had Gibbs 11-1. to Now, what happened? He had 46 yards in the first. They, then they, they disowned well, Montgomery. I think the fumble killed him. I don't. Yeah, have, okay. He was only in for passing situations after that. But there you go. One of the Lions got there. Most rushing yards for the weekend. Montgomery 10 to 1. Most receiving yards. Laporta in the game. In the game. In the game. In the game. Oh. 16 to 1. Mitchell anytime touchdown plus 675. Uh, by the way, that's that spill that McCaffrey took on his neck. That yeah. did not look good for I a know, couple of minutes. I know. Now, I found this interesting. Team that scored last wins. No plus 155 and no plus 175. Ravens kicked the field goal, uh, lost. 49, uh, 49ers give up the touchdown late. That's uh, 0 for 2. Most passing yards. Goff by a yard. Are you kidding me? Lamar Jackson was 6-1, to one, by the way. Goff beats Lamar Jackson by a yard. Wow. Most receiving yards. Kelsey by a yard. Who'd he beat? Flowers. Kelsey, plus 750. Chiefs, 19-1 to the under this year in the fourth quarter. 18-2 to the under in second half. Can I point this out? Do you know what the fourth quarter was before the game started? Was it like 13 and a half? 13 and a half. 13, 13, yeah. So live, this is the difference here between betting this stuff before the game starts and live. When that fourth quarter started, the fourth quarter total was basically nine and a half from where I was shopping around at. Very good. And do you recall the highest you saw Niners money line? Uh, I saw 360. I didn't look. No, I saw that. I think I saw him plus 480 at one point. Damn. Makes sense. Detroit driving up 14. Okay. 
winsome Taylor Swift. As Nicole Auerbach tweeted, you know, Super Bowl uh, year one. How about her telling the CBS cameras, go away, please? I mean, it's just she's just sitting there staring at herself on TV as they just they're on it for like 10 seconds. He just she looks at the TV at herself and says, go away, please. It's like, how many times are you going to show me? I'm just, she's sick of it. Golf again. Matthew Pavone, 120 to one, as high as 200 to one. First French winner in PGA Tour history. Your future so far in golf. 125 to one, 500 to one, 400 to one, 200 to one. What is going on? A lot of people on Pavone. <laughs> Raise your hand, right? Have you ever heard Crazy. of him? Crazy. Sinner to win the Australian Open, 16 to one. He's down two sets and beats Medvedev. Nobody's safe. FA Cup. Maidstone United, never heard of them. 24 to 1 beat Ipswich. They're like in they're in the National League. What is that? Fifth, sixth level? Fifth. They're National League South? Sixth. Okay, thank you. They're like in 18th place. They're not even good. 24 to 1. They're still alive in the FA Cup. Well, if you're in like level oh. five or level six, are you really any good anyway? Yeah, but still to be near the well, you know, the worst of the yeah. worst. Right. Plymouth leads draw 5-1. Luton Town 5-1 beat Everton. The Oilers do it again. That is going to be a hot ticket out here February 6th. They play Vegas to tie the record. 16 in a row. 14 in a row allowing two or fewer goals. 10 straight unders. Oilers do it again. This is the worst loss of the year in the NBA. Totally agree. The Pistons were 6-1. They beat the Thunder. Cunningham didn't play. They ran him out. Embarrassing. The Spurs 4-1 beat the T-Wolves. Bill and Mary plus 350 beat Northeast. Eastern College basketball. Wyoming 3 to 1 money line over Colorado State. More on that coming up. Mercer 5 to 1. North Dakota 5 to 1. Subscribe be part of the team Beeson.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. This is uh Mitch's scene. He loves it. I want to know if it's real. I guess is this real? A house in the middle of nowhere on this mountain? Can this plenty of people sent this in. How? What you just land the helicopter I guess on the side. I, I can't. Oh, you cliff dive down to a boat, and that's how, and then you got to climb it back up. Can it be? Is it? Oh, it's got to be. Wow. You got the pool and, and the palatial estate on the top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere. Would you vacation there? No. No chance. Oh, yeah. How about the dog with the skateboard? Get it out. Look at look at a big fellow. Is it a bulldog? Yeah? A little bulldog? Okay. <laughs> right away, he loses it. But here he is. Get back on it, Gus. Come on, kid. Look at him. The bulldog on the skateboard. And he's navigating it well on the sidewalk and going, yeah, sure. It's like a regular Tuesday for him on a stroll. Excellent job by the bulldog. He nailed it. Excellent. How about this? This is right across the street. This is right across the street. Put it up. Pink box. It's been open for seven months. This 500 square foot donut shop grosses $500,000 per month. The plaza had dead real estate facing Fremont Street, so the owner set out to change it. Pink Box pays 12% of gross sales of the plaza for their monthly lease payment. Who has the better deal? The plaza gets 60000 a month for 500 square feet, or the donut shop grossing 500000 a month? There's always a line. It does that well, huh? I've been there a couple of times. By the way, underrated coffee, I might add. Okay. But their selection of donuts, elite. It makes that much money. How about that? Okay. Isn't that something? Lose some. The Nuggets. Four and a half up to 13. One by six. Lose some. Joel Embiid. Can I win the MVP? No way. It's enough already. Paul, what if it's he, enough. What if he plays tonight on the road and tomorrow night against the Warriors? Then we have a problem on our hands. Yep. Lions have lost 12 in a row on the road in the playoffs. Last win, 1957. Oh, mama. A couple lose some videos. Let's go. I mean, they're great fans. I feel bad for them. Here's Ford Field yesterday, right? Sold out, ready to go, rooting on the Lions, up 17 at halftime. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're finally going to do this. And then Campbell happened. And, and Reynolds happened. Ah, oh, that's tough. And so, here, go ahead. I will say this because... I know what this book was like last night. They catered to a lot of uh, people from Michigan and Detroit. I bet you leaving this sports book and leaving that stadium last night was like leaving a funeral. Yeah. Luke, I'll save uh, Dan Campbell. Bad beats. Colorado State money line and laying the points. They were up 11 with a minute and lost to Wyoming. How's that possible? They're up 11 with a minute and lost the game. 
Murray State laying three and a half. Three points in the final 14 minutes. That's a they, crusher. They lost by two. Outscored what? Was it like 25 to yeah. three down the stretch? Richmond Dayton under. 23 points in the last 90 seconds to go over by a half. Florida State plus six and a half. Had the ball up two with two minutes. Lost by seven. Jets Maple Leafs under six. 2-1 with five minutes left. Toronto scores. Then they get an empty net goal. And the Jets score with 12 seconds left. Vicious push. And Ann Merriman sent this in. She had a prop. Pacheco, Kelsey, and Flowers to combine for four touchdowns or more, 18 to one. He had three early in the second quarter. And then the Flowers fumbling at the one. Looking for a Super Bowl offer? Download DraftKings Sportsbook. They have you covered. Use code VEASAN. New customers bet $5. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl. The crown is yours. All right. Excellent work, guys. Uh, Cousin Sal was talking about this. Can you ever recall a Sunday, championship Sunday, when the favorites and or home teams looked that bad? Now, the Niners still won the game, but it was... You know, fortunate to get the win. He went back and was thinking when the Raiders were at home to Baltimore. Baltimore. Saragusa fell on Gannon. And the Vikings were favored. That was what, 41 nothing Giants? The Vikings yeah. were favored in New York. It was 14 nothing three minutes in. Yeah. Vikings got shut out. Um, you want to bet this? Will the Niners score zero points in the fourth quarter is up? Oh, yeah. It's plus 380. Oh, interesting. Chiefs are what now? Fourth quarter on the year? 19 and 1 to the under. 19 and 1 under, 18 and 2 second half to the under. Yep. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, a 60 yard field goal in the Super Bowl pays 40 to 1. 40? 40. Well, Butker's got a big leg. Yeah. Any non quarterback to throw a passing Ooh. touchdown, same price. Fat man touchdown is 85 to 1. Like the Philly special, a quarterback to score uh-huh. a receiving touchdown, 130 to 1. Do you want octopus? Octopus is probably what, 8, 10 to 1? I want the octopi. 11, it's already up? 11 to already 1, up, octopus. Huh? All right, good. Early thoughts on the big game with Michael Lombardi coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN Daily Newsletter. Bill Eighty all over it today. We're down to one. Early money coming in on the Chiefs. Down to one now in the Super Bowl with the Niners. Expert analysis, latest odds, straight to your inbox, absolutely free. VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. Michael Lombardi joins the program now. His show is called Lombardi Line. It comes up at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m., <laughs> West Coast time. Also, new podcast dropping later on today called GM Shuffle. Michael, good morning. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Doing well. Doing well. Yesterday was very dramatic. It was a fun seven-hour you know, window to watch the NFL. Uh, a lot of issues here to pick apart, obviously. What did you make overall of how Dan Campbell coached his team the entire game yesterday in a loss to the 49ers on the road? Well, I mean, to me, the biggest issue I have with these fourth down, just go for it, go for it. ESPN putting the stat up. If he kicks the field goal, they have a 90.3% chance of winning. If he doesn't kick it and gets the first down, it's 90.6. Like, I think we don't ever do a good enough job of explaining all the factors that go in the decision. If you're Dan Campbell and you're sitting there, you're thinking, I go up 17. There's 21 minutes to go in the game. My defensive tackles are dominating their guards. This is a team that doesn't play well from behind. We know that we have all the stats about them going into the fourth quarter. Uh, if I continue to put pressure on them, I know I'm going to keep scoring because I'm going to be aggressive. Like I'm going to be aggressive with my offense, but why not settle for the points? To me, that's the decision. And I think this universal, okay, let's just go for it. Scream, go for it. You know, Greg Olson, I'd go for it here. Well, you're not factoring all the factors into the decision, right? And every decision is independent of itself. And so what we're missing is the ability to evaluate the outcomes based on the advantage of compounding good decisions together. And I think that's really where the issue is. And when he sits there and says, I don't regret those decisions, I don't. I understand the scrutiny, I get it. Well, to me, what I would say to Campbell is, Dan, every decision is independent. 
you went for you decided not to kick the you decided to kick the field goal at the end of the half because had you gone for it there that would have been a bad decision because we watched Cincinnati go for it, uh, stop Kansas City two years ago in exactly the same position, mm-hmm. and since he came back to win the game. The other thing I think that we, we lose so much sight of is all these people that have never played, that have never been involved with sports in their life, that sit in their basement and eat meatloaf, don't understand momentum, don't understand the essence of how a game can turn. That's not on a spreadsheet. That's just not on a spreadsheet. And football, for uh, going back to the days before in Ralph Hayes Oldsmobile dealership in, in Canton, Ohio, is about momentum. It's about momentum more than it is sometimes just about pure talent. And at some point, we can't get the analytical community to understand momentum plays a huge role in all these games. And he gave them momentum. He gave them momentum. Of course, naturally, the face mask, the, the, the ball that hit the, uh, the, the defensive back. I mean, that, that just compounded momentum, right? And so to me, it, it, that, that wasn't a hard, that, that decision should be independent. And we lump them all together. And then to me, I think the one that he should get raked over the coals, and this is the one that he's responsible the most for, is when he burnt that timeout, he lost the game. Yep. He should have said on the headset, under no circumstances can we call timeout here, fellas. Under no circumstances. We throw it in the end zone three times. Under no circumstances. We're not calling timeout. And yet they did, and they lost the game. It was bad all the way around. You can't blow that, and I'm with you. I go up 17 with six minutes left in the third quarter. It's no gimme. It's 46 yards, but you have to kick it there. Now, what was Monken doing? What what in what yeah. in the world was that game plan where you come out and you abandon the run? You, Gus Edwards, one carry in the first half. Throw, throw, throw. I don't know what I was watching. Well, I don't know if you abandon the game plan. The game plan clearly was not to run the football. I mean, when Andy Reid outrushes you 32 to 16 in a game <laughs> and you're not behind, I-, I thought Baltimore played, you know, to me, after that game, I thought Baltimore, you know, in the movie uh, Back to the Future, Biff, the fake tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think Baltimore was Biff. Yeah. I think that's who they ended up becoming. They were Biff right before our eyes. They're fake tough guy. You know, they pretended they're all this tough physical team and they get into the game and all of a sudden, where's their identity? They lost it. They acted as if they were behind by 24 points the whole game. They yes. weren't. They were not. I mean, they lacked discipline. I mean, the, the last drive of the first half, well, the last time that the Chiefs scored, the Chiefs won eight possessions and didn't score. It, it, they helped them with 30 yards of penalties. I mean, so to me, this was really an epic failure by the offensive coaching staff of the Ravens and by John Harbaugh. He's going to regret this game forever because he played a style of football that wasn't that didn't allow him to win. I mean, why would we think we couldn't run the ball on a defense that's 28th in the league in EPA exactly. in yards? They ran a power play twice, quarterback power on fourth down, and then they came back and ran Gus Edwards on a power play. He got 15 yards. We never saw the power again. Nope. We never saw it again. Like, to me, who's watching the game? What's the strategy of the game? How do we win this game? And it's not throwing the ball all over the lot. And you, when you do that, what happens? We lose all our play-action passes. We lose all our play-action passes because they don't, they're not thinking about the run. Who's watching the game unfold? Who's watching the Chiefs on film leading up to the game when you know, you should know anyway, that that needs to be the game plan and that's how you beat them up. And to your point, by the way, about being fake tough guys, it all started before the game. I don't know what that nonsense yep. was with uh, yeah. Tucker and company getting in the way of Mahomes and Kelsey trying to you know, get their game going. Yeah, I mean, they had four personal fouls. They had 12 men on the field. They're throwing their helmets around, right? They turned the ball over. You know, well, we put two hands on the ball. I mean, it was horrible. And here's the thing, guys. They're in the it's seven. It's 17 to 7 at the half. They acted like they were down 38 to nothing. Like, this is a team. We talk about the Cowboys being front runners. I think somebody, I read this today, that they haven't been behind since 2021 in a game by 10 points. I mean, but when you go into the, when you really break their playoff football down and you study all their playoff losses under Harbaugh, they, they get behind. They can't play up. They can't catch up. And I thought this team was different. I thought they could because of their skill. But their skill was good when they could play action. When they could, you know, why were we spreading them out and letting Spagnola blitz us? I think Moncton got schooled. I think there's no question Moncton yeah. got taken to the woodshed. How about all the former Patriots that tweeted out the Belichick rule? For Flowers, you yeah. only do that on fourth down. Flowers, it's yeah. first and goal at the one. Why are you doing that? Yeah. 
Uh, you know, and to me, and then Harbaugh defended him, said, well, he had two hands on the ball, you know, and we won't extend it. Look, look, they had ample opportunity in that game, but they had penalties. You know, they had more than penalties, uh, and mm-hmm. they just didn't play with any sense of toughness. They really didn't. And the Chiefs came out there. Look, I really thought, if you go back to the first game, I thought Aaron Glenn, and I know they gave up a ton of yards, but Aaron Glenn basically said to the NFL, we have no respect for you up front. We're going to be just physical with you up front. We're going to push your guards back. We're going to make Purdy have no room to step up in the pocket. And we're going to try to play as tight man-to-man as we can. And it was working. And it was working. And they had the lead, but they lost momentum. Early thoughts then. I know we're going to have two weeks to, to kick this game around, as always. Niners yeah. opened up about two, two-and-a-half-point favorites last night. They're down to one. Uh, paul has been saying all show, wrong team is favored. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, here's the thing that bothers me the most. If you're John Harbaugh today and you're sitting in your office, you just lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, and you can talk about Pat Mahomes all you want, but Pat Mahomes didn't beat you. No. The team beat you. I mean, that's got to be the hardest thing to understand. And if you're Kyle Shanahan, you got to say, look, fellas, Mahomes is really a great player, but let's not focus as much on him. We've got to take away the rest of their team. Uh, and, and I'm really concerned about the way Wilkes, the defense doesn't adjust. Mm-hmm. And this defensive front, which has all the money in it, has not taken over a game in a while. They're 25th. What people didn't realize going in that game, they were 25th in the league in third down defense. 25th in the league on third down defense. And it showed up yesterday. So, you know, I lean Kansas City because I think they'll play a three dimensional game, but there's a long way to go. One thing we do know about Kyle, he will figure out how to run the football if he can, but the physicality of the Lions against a San Francisco offensive line yesterday was staggering. Yep, totally. I thought on both sides. And another thing, too, going uh, to their defense, uh, I think Warner and Greenlaw are ultra-talented, but it looks like when it comes to the running game and stopping like Pacheco, it's going to be all on them because, yeah, Bose is a great pass rusher, but that defensive line now for two consecutive playoff games, they've gotten manhandled. No doubt. And they are, everybody goes right after Chase Young. Is there anybody oh, who oh. specializes in going past the quarterback better than Chase Young? Did you see I mean, the... he, he could replace Ndoku of that. I mean, he is a truly one of the great I'm running past the quarterback players of all time. Go back and, and watch we'll, the We'll Gibbs keep talking Young. about him as a second pick in the draft, and yet he's never played that way. I'm sorry. Yep. No, I was going to say, go back and watch. the. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna want to break the monitor when you watch his effort on the Gibbs touchdown yesterday, Michael. Yeah, I mean, his effort the whole game, it's pretty clear that no one respects him from an offensive coordinator. The media does, and we'll talk about him, but no one does in the league in terms of running the football right at him. Yep. Lombardi line later on today, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. West Coast time. GM Shuffle, new podcast dropping uh, in a couple hours as well. As always, Michael, thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate thanks, that. Thanks, guys. In a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. Great job. Likes the Chiefs, too. Yep. I'm with him with Wilkes. I'll take Mahomes over Purdy. I don't trust the San Francisco defense. I don't trust their special teams. Butker over Moody's a mismatch. Mahomes, again, is a dog. And another reason I'll put you on the Chiefs in two minutes or well. I'll give you something. All right. I think they got a bunch of edges here. We'll recap our plays from the yep. weekend with In Pocket. Tell you what we're betting next here on VSIN. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're right. All right, not bad. It was a lot of fun. Almost cashed a four to one, uh, two point attempt in the Baltimore game plus one thirty five. Didn't get there. Uh, both games, each team have a touchdown and a field goal, a winner. And here's the one: both team, every team, to have a thirty three yard field goal or longer. Four to one. Dan Campbell. You got to send him. Huh? Yeah, got to send him an invoice. Dan Campbell got me good. It's two opportunities he wouldn't do it. Peterborough United, League One, 19 of 21 had gone over two and a half. The nil-nil detector was out on an early Saturday. That one was tough against Lincoln City. Damn, we'll get him next week. Goff, no interception, plus 125 winner. Mahomes, no interception. Is that seven straight playoff games he hasn't thrown one, I believe, now? I'm going to bet it again in the Super Bowl. Mahomes, no interception winner. Longest touchdown in the Ravens game under 37 and a half yards. That's a winner. To the new plays. I'm taking the Cavs tonight, plus two and a half at home against the Clippers. What a run it's been. This sick run by the Clippers. A little concerned, though, they might be smelling themselves. Up 36 in Boston Saturday. Cavs are hot playing well as well. Both teams, 33-yard-plus field goal already up at DraftKings, plus 110 in the Super Bowl. And uh, quarter unit, Pacheco, MVP, 30-1. to I think they have a big day on the ground against the Niners. Again, I said I don't trust Wilkes, the defense, Moody, and another one too. How does P- Peter Schrager, another reason to get on the Chiefs. Four years in a row, he's picked the Super Bowl champ before the season. And right before the season this past year, Chiefs beat the 49ers 34-28. Peter Schrager wow. trying to do it five years in a row. He's already a winner. He nailed the matchup. Good job, Schrager. Uh, that is very difficult to do one time. Yes. Before the season starts to be on that exact team. All right. So recapping the golf. Uh, had uh, four different golfers here to finish top 20. Hosler was the winner. Straka, Thigala, English. They were all losers. So one and three there, but the plus 240. Lost uh, a little bit more than half a unit on those bets over the weekend. Justice Hill, the biggest player prop bet over 12 and a half, got there. Third quarter needed it, and then he he went way over. He had 34, I think, was the final. Uh, I was in the right marina on the wrong yacht. Gibbs most rushing yards, 11 to 1. Hey. That went to Montgomery. Yep. Damn, I thought there was a great... I should have bet them both. I didn't do it. God, what, what, what action with those props? What a, what a sweat. Oh, there, but it was a great angle, though, against well, yeah, that no. defense and how sure. good they are on the ground. No, how close that was. Goff beats Jackson by a yard and, and Kelsey over Flowers by a yard. If Flowers doesn't fumble, he ties. Yeah. Right at the goal line, that's going to be one more yard for the push then. Did he have the drop on third down to start the game? Or was it someone else? Oh, look, that was another one, too. But yeah, he should have got it. Ravens minus three and a half. I should have stuck with what I said a week ago. 
The number should have been higher, which it got higher. Got touched five yesterday. Thought was Aguilar. Big surprise. Okay. okay. They, they were begging for bets here at Circa on the Chiefs. Couldn't get bets on the Chiefs. Yeah. So a, a point, Huge. point and a half of closing line value. But my other br- part of my brain was saying, you're going to bet against Mahomes? Dummy. Uh, I should have stayed away from the game. Anyway, here's the bet that I'm on tonight. It's a schedule spot. NBA. Now, I totally get it. If you think that this is not worth betting on your own, because the Heat are struggling big time. They've lost six straight, but I'm betting on Miami tonight, laying three and a half points, readily available because and I really was hoping the Suns would not fall apart in the fourth quarter last night. That was a tight game against the Magic, but they just collapsed, and that was that. They played last Sunday, last Monday, Wednesday at Dallas, and they put a lot into that game. And Durant, that was like fighting words. And Grant Williams pushed him down to begin that game. And Booker and Luka, they hate each other. Then they played Friday at Indiana. And they put everything into that game. And they eventually lost. They played yesterday at Orlando. And now they got to travel again tonight. Small travel, I get it. But they're playing at Miami. This is strictly a schedule spot bet on Miami. Minus three and a half tonight in the NBA. Good luck, my friend. Get it done. But I'm also, I'll say this too. I'm trying to make MVP bets on the Super Bowl at other spots. They're not taking bets this early in the morning. It's very frustrating. Put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up first year, $199, promo code FTM. Access everything we do, vsin.com. Daily best bets, the leaderboard, the betting split show where the money and bets are moving every game. Great dog videos. House porn, betting systems, the upcoming Super Bowl betting guide, best bets, prop bets, FTM, first year, $199. The madness is close to vsin.com slash subscribe. What a great job by everyone, too. Benson, everyone here at Circa. They did a great job with the props, with the creativity. I cashed a couple of the tickets, but the stuff that um stuff that they offered, uh, like the Kelsey, which we talked about. Will Kelsey have a touchdown, 100 yards, and will they win? Will Mahomes have 300 yards? And, and they, well, he was a big, big tickets. The Pacheco I mentioned as well, some of them came in. Uh, he almost got there with some of these Lions tickets too. Like, would Gibbs have a touchdown and would the Lions win? Some of these, but those were creative. They had you know, six pages on each game. Great job. And I was going to bet the stuff anyways, but they had this great giveaway you just, we didn't, we didn't, we've never seen a Las Vegas casino owner like this where Derek, hey, you want to go to the game with me and fly on my jet and come be, okay, sure, let's sure. give away a ticket. Hey, you want to come, it's just, you want to hang out, have a beer and say hello and take a picture with it. But what they did Friday with that giveaway, Friday, Saturday, and they also did, which Derek briefly mentioned and Mike Palm when they were here, they also did drawings for cabanas and the steakhouse and everything. And I won Friday the cabana. So we'll invite people down and have a good time for the madness that we won that as well. But you had to... Well, when, when can you get the cabana? It's just give them notice. So you're thinking like championship week? Yeah, I was talking to you and humans about it. I think that's the right play. The weather will be nice. Yeah. Don't want to... don't Because there's blackout. You don't want to hit them over the head with something and ask... Uh, March Madness. It's well, they're just, not no, gonna, you're no. not going to get it for that anyway. No, I, guess. I think but, yeah. championship week on that, that Friday or Saturday. But oh, so I was going to make sure. the... Yeah, but you had to make at least... A hundred dollar bet on a prop, maximum ten bets, and uh, we got there on Friday. So. Um, well, that's another thing too, right? Is that I mean, we drive into here to do this show, along with you know the rest of Vsin. They're either here or at Bar Canada doing it from over at the D. Uh-huh. So we're part of like this is part of our lives, like every single day. And Derek is the owner, and he's an unbelievable human being, and he treats everybody here exceedingly well. And he happens to be a huge Lions fan, and they cater to a lot of people from that state, from that city. It's Love called sports, uh, yeah. right, right. So, what what it would have been like here, leading up to the Super Bowl, I can't even. The, I, know. I, I I mean, I know. Lions Bills would have been otherworldly. I don't even know how to comprehend a Super Bowl like that. But just one of them getting here, and the Lions were that close. Don't do it like that. Just lose the game. Don't lose blow the, yeah. a seventeen point lead. Be trailing. You should have been the team trailing 24-7 at halftime just to yeah. make it easy. You ripped the Band-Aid off. Of course, you know how it was going to end. He passes twice on the field goals, and then and they lose by three. Um, I mean, that was, uh, yep. Not easy field goals. Big. Not, again, not easy field goals. There's a 46 and a 48-yard field goal are not automatic. So, so Chernoff didn't really have a problem with going for it, but he had a problem with the explanation. Do you have the Campbell, Luke? 
but the, the 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 Campbell press conference and what he said afterwards about you know Chernoff had a problem with that. Um, it was you got here's here's Dan Campbell after the game and, and said you can second guess me. Go ahead. Yeah, I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight and I get it, you know, um, I get that, but I don't regret those decisions and that's hard. That doesn't make sense because you're up, get the momentum back. You're up 14 with six minutes in the third quarter. Well, I think he was more talking about the other one, but I, I see your point because that went from, again, here's how uh-huh. it changed so quickly. It's 24-10, seven minutes to go in the third quarter. They're a fourth and two at San Francisco's 28-yard line. Reynolds drops the pass. Four minutes later in game time, it's 24-24. Then Gibbs fumbled. Don't forget about the 74-yard punt they had. That's one of the best punts I've ever seen in my entire life. should have been down at the one. And they screwed that up. That's a hot dog stand. And the 49ers went down and kicked the the go-ahead field goal at that point. The other one, seven minutes left, down three, fourth and three. Went for it. Didn't get it, obviously, but they could have tied the game there. I, again, I'm not getting... It's not a chip shot. I hate take the points. Oh, sure. It's a 46-yard field goal. But I also, I try it. I tried to go to. up by 17. You have to. That's not three going up to six points. I mean, you're going from two scores to a full three scores if he makes it. Have to kick it there. Man. Had to kick it. I believe they put up a 78% in his career in that range. Money badger. But, yeah. Uh, I, can't, I just sick. I love Championship Sunday. I mean, you can complain about the code. That delivered yesterday, man. That was an incredible seven-hour window of football. If you missed any of the show, you can go back and search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.